Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And this is the mindset episode. And this is episode 199, which is crazy. And this is the last Monday mindset episode of the year 2020. And so I figured with my last two episodes this year to round out season three, to round out this big year that we've had and to finish it on episode 200, what I really wanted to do was to do two very personal episodes and special episodes for me. And I hope that they help you with wherever you are at the end of this crazy year. So we are the week before Christmas going into a lockdown in our area, and it is going to be a different Christmas for everybody. There's no questions. And as someone who has spent time in the hospital this year and knowing what the healthcare system is going through, we all just have decided to do our part. So it's going to be different no matter which way we call it, how we plan for it. It's just different. So we have to decide what energy we bring to this time, this season, and maybe we can just all do our part. So there's my, I have a lot of thoughts and opinions on this and I don't want to create any issues with anyone. I just want to give you some of my thoughts as I round out this year. And I'm going to go into 10 lessons that I learned. There really was like 25, but I really did my best to get it down to 10. So this episode is my 10 lessons that I learned this year. Let's see if we can get them all on this episode. So number one, when we set a plan, I think there's the quote that when you set a plan, sometimes the universe just laughs and says, no, how about this? So I have not been a big person for doing the vision boards like some people do. I tend to work on a script and that's, I mean, I still do visual, don't get me wrong, but scripting because I do this writing where I plan on my intentions of how I'm going to bring myself into the next year and what I want to create. So I don't focus so much on the goals. I've always tried to break it down and focus on the actions that will get to the goals. So planning is one thing, but being so firm and rigid on your plan, it's interesting because sometimes that's not the way it's actually supposed to work out. And I don't know if you've ever set a goal and gone for it and something really happens and throws you sideways. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is actually even better than what I planned in the beginning. So If we stay so tunnel vision, we will miss the signs and signals that are coming. And sometimes those are the signs from the universe that it's like, no, this is actually way better for you. Pay attention over here. So 
this year has been an interesting year uh, as far as all of our plans are not going maybe the way that we had originally planned. I, I can't even imagine anybody who has originally planned for this year. So what I'm saying is this, don't get stuck in the control factor of trying to micromanage and control things that are way past your control because you really don't have that here. That is absolutely not going to happen. So when you put your plan together Think about you and how you want to bring yourself into any situation, any challenge that you have, any circumstance, because that is something that you have control over. I know it's hard. I posted something about this yesterday. I had three people message me saying, you don't know how hard it is. You know what? I do know it's hard. I do know it's hard. I know staying stuck is hard. I know staying in a space that is negative and fearful and miserable is hard. We all get to choose our heart. I say that with the most amount of love, but I will be real with you every single time we get to choose our heart. Wow. That was a big rant for number one. Number two, the how is not up to us. The how is not up to us. We have no control on the how we don't have any control on the how we never had control on the how the how was never up to us. What is up to us is us showing up. We also have to let go of the why. So the how and the why are the two questions we have to let go of trying to control. When we are asking why, we are keeping ourselves stuck as a victim. Whether we mean to or not, we subconsciously are keeping ourselves stuck. We are putting the shackles on our ankle and we are keeping ourselves in one space. And that is not what we are here to do. We are here to move, grow, expand, change and evolve as humans. And that when we step into that and embody that space and energy, we give permission for others to do the same. So let go of that how, let go of the why, because they're not for you to decide and they're not for you to control or manage. Number three, we don't have control of what happens to us We have control over how, remember this, we react, we respond, how we show up and the energy that we bring to the world. So I really want to just chat a little bit about energy. Energy is something that I talk about a lot with my clients. And because sometimes we are trying to make strategic decisions business-wise about, do I do this? Do I do this? What do I do? Do I not do this? This person over here is having great success with this in their business. Should I do this? It's really simple. Do you want to? What do you want to do? Because when you get used to asking yourself that question, you are saying yes to the things that really resonate with you energy-wise and no to the things that don't. And if you're like, I have no idea, then it's no. It's actually, you've already answered it. If it's not a hell yes in your soul, then it's a no. So I would really... I want you to get in tune with energy-wise. What is working for you? What is drawing you to it? What is not drawing you to it? Where can you create more boundaries? Where can you listen to the energy that you are filtering through your system and let go of the things that are not serving you, that are not in alignment, that are not going to bring out your best gifts? Because staying in those spaces is a waste of your energies, not allowing you to use your gifts, which is not allowing you to step forward to impact others, impact, serve, and support others, which then gives permission to others to do the same. So really pay attention to the energy because it's huge. Number four, the power of human connection. I know this has been a really hard year. Humans are not meant to isolate in the way that we are. And if you go back to and have had to this year, if you go back to one of Brene Brown's quotes, 
what humans are really craving is connection. And the way that we connect with each other is by being vulnerable. So this has been, and this will probably bleed into a couple of the other ones, but this is, this will be, this is a tough area because vulnerability is something that we cannot really learn how to do without starting. We just can't. And vulnerability is a very scary thing for people. So they say, well, how do I be vulnerable? Well, I've got episodes on this alone, but it's really simple. If you can't be vulnerable without really eliciting pain on yourself, or you are still in your story, which is fair, or you are being vulnerable because you are looking for a reaction from someone else to help you to heal, that is not the right energy or space for vulnerability. Vulnerability is about connection. And that means you showing up as you as authentically as possible so that others can see you. So this year we have lacked some physical connection. If you're a hugger, I'm a hugger. This has been a weird year because, you know, we're looking at people through masks. We are in spaces where we are not connecting. We are doing things through zoom, like pretty much most of the day. It's been such a change for that. So we, I miss humans. Like I miss seeing them. I miss hugging them. And it's, it's challenging. It is challenging. And I can say that I have been so much more intentional about reaching out, phoning, calling, texting, FaceTiming, Zoom intentionally for fun, connecting with people, doing what I can to create connection, sending mail, like yes, snail mail, sending mail, um, just reaching out to other people that I miss and that I want to be around because that is something that that I can control. And by bringing their energy in, that is just something that it really feeds my soul. And I hope that it helps them too. So I know this is hard. Like I know it, but I think one of the things that I've really learned this year is to be so much more intentional about checking it with my friends, calling them on the phone. How are you doing? What's new? How are you coping with this? And trying to bring some light to a time that's impacting all of us. Let's go down in a time in history that it really is creating a ripple with all of us. So wherever you are missing human connection, you might have to just try some new ways to create connection with other people. And that has been a big one for me, a big, a big lesson. I've had some great FaceTimes with people that I don't get to see, or I didn't make as much, I didn't get to see them very much at all this year. So I have been really grateful for that level of human connection. With that, being very intentional about my inner circle and my inner circle is the, I would say my inner circle is an invite only space. No one gets a past. And even if you've been in that space for a year or years and something happens and that we are not like, I still love everyone, but who I keep in my inner circle space, that means who gets some of my energy, who gets that, that energetic boundary. It's a give and take relationship. That inner circle changes. It changes. It actually changes anyways, but it's really changed this year. There are some people that I just can't put my energy in that space right now because I'm really trying to guard it and not guard it as in block it with a barrier, but guard it just to protect myself so that I can continue to give in ways that I have had to this year with growing my own business and doing things on the online space in a very different way. This has been a challenging year, I know, but perspective 
is everything. And how you choose to see it is how you're going to reflect in it. If you call it the most horrific, traumatic year, that's how you're going to see it. I have had parents say to me that this has been the most traumatic year for kids. And I said, it might be, but if you keep telling them it's the most traumatic year, that is exactly their takeaway from it. So be very mindful about what we call this year because our words have power. So where can you be intentional about your space, your energy, who you are spending that with, that time and that inner circle? Who can you really be selective about who gets the most time and energy from you? And here's a heads up. You have to give back to you first, 100%. You have to so that you can show up to be the best version of you. Number six, I think. (laughs) Hopefully I didn't mess the numbers up already. Number six, I can do hard things. You can do hard things and we can do hard things. I read Untamed by Glennon Doyle this year, and I did it on audio because I love her voice. And that line has stuck with me. I've said it to myself many times this year. I'm like, no, we can do hard things. We can do hard things. If we look at it and think that's hard, I can't do it. Whatever we tell ourselves, that's what our brain believes. So where can we change the words, change the dialogue that's happening so that we see something differently? So I can do hard things. We can do hard things. We all can do hard things. We cannot do hard things if we don't have self-care as a priority. And I've said this, I've said this for the past five years, in times of heightened stress, anxiety, where you're going through maybe like uncontrollable things, where we are in a space of going for goals, wherever that is, wherever everything is heightened, self-care must go up on the exact same trajectory as what your life is going. So ask yourself this question. Just please pause listening to this and ask yourself this question. Did your self-care game rise up on the level of your stress, anxiety, or your current situation that you were living through? If it did not, where can you change that? And ask yourself, what are the top two or three things that you need for your own self-care to be the best version of you? That could be as simple as sleep, reading, FaceTiming a friend, journaling, meditation, you know, just curling up and connecting with somebody. What do you need for self-care? Because that self-care will, it's critical. It's crucial for you to show up as your best version of yourself. No one is going to come and do the things that you need. No one is going to give you permission to do it. It is 100% going to come from you because it is your cup. It is your self-care. So I really, really encourage you to make that a priority. This year, um, especially with losing my job in in March, I have been in a space of really amping up my self-care. Still could do more, but it definitely have, have, I have amped it up because I've had time. I've created time. I've been working my tail off building my online business, but I still have given myself self-care time. And that also means that there've been times where it's been permission that I have to, maybe I really do have to have a nap or I have to go to bed earlier, or I need more water, whatever that is. Self-care is crucial. Number seven, I hope I've done this right. (laughs) Trust, trust yourself, trust yourself, trust your process, trust the process and trust yourself. Here's the thing is that fear versus faith or doubt versus faith. Faith can move mountains that your fear 
or doubt creates. So your fear or doubt is going to continue to create these mountains. It's going to continue to create these obstacles that you can't see past. You can't even figure out how to get around because all you see is the mountain. All you see is what is wrong, what is not going the way that you want it to. How can you look at it differently? How can you ask different questions? How can you try something you haven't tried before? How can you move and go around? How can you ask for help? How can you reach out and say, I could use some support? How can you do that? Because if you can do that and trust the process that life is happening for you, you are exactly where you need to be at this moment in time, and you have the tools or you can learn the tools to move through and create change in your life. You absolutely can. So trust yourself. Your faith will move the mountains that your doubt is continuously creating. So trust yourself. We get to choose which one we focus on. We get to choose what energy we feed it. Please, please, please feed your faith. Faith in yourself, trust in yourself, not in the fear or in the doubt. One tip I'll give you give you here is that with my clients, I am forever saying to them, Like, what's your default? What do you go back to as your default? If your default is something that you go back to that is, this is always goes wrong. Like nothing works out for me. It's always hard. I can't make it work. That's your default. The second you go back to your default or you can tell you're going back to your default, you need to stop consciously say, no, I used to do this. I still do it. Marcia, no, that's your old story. That's your old story. We don't need to go back there. That story's already taught me what I need to learn. It's time to focus on a new story. You can literally change your thoughts by telling yourself, nope, that doesn't work. It's not resisting it, not fighting it. It's not berating yourself and not blaming yourself. It is looking at it and going, no, I've already done that. And now we're going to do it this way. And you just flip the script because it's really, really crazy powerful when you do. Number eight, new people are everywhere. They're literally everywhere. And this is a really... This is a really, gosh, how am I going to say that? This is such a personal thing for me because these new connections come from being vulnerable, from showing up, for allowing others to see you. And this year has been one of the most polarizing years I think I've ever seen in my life. And when I look back at it, you know, whatever you're talking, whether it is the pandemic, whether it's the election, whether it is, you know, the job loss, the trauma, the challenges that have had to go on, it's very polarizing. In our life, we have always had people with different opinions. We have, we all have different opinions. We're allowed to have them. But for whatever reason this year, it feels like there are so many people saying you can have a different, you just can't have a different opinion than I do. And it's such a, a strange energy to me So I've been just observing how polarizing that is. And secondly, for me, I just focus that there are new people everywhere. There are new people everywhere that we go. We cannot connect with them. We cannot find them until we show up and allow ourselves to be seen. It's not possible. So the people that are meant to impact your life and the people that you are meant to impact their life are literally waiting on the sidelines, waiting for you to show up. They're standing there going, I think, like I'm hoping I'm going to connect with new people, but they can't see you because you're not showing up. 
So new people are everywhere. When I always stop in December and I have this reflection time where I think of maybe some of the people I've really connected with um, through Zoom. I have friends from all over the world. I've been doing podcasts with people from all over the world. And I stop and I think, I, you know what? There's probably 25 of these people, 25% of these people I didn't even know last year at this time. I didn't even know them. And now I could pick up and have a Zoom call with them at any time. Or I will support and collaborate and connect with them to help them with what they're doing because there's, there's room for everybody. So there are beautiful people everywhere. They're waiting for you to show up and be seen. Number nine, I think I have just had so many aha moments this year that there's still so much work to do. There's still so much work to do. And I don't say that as in a badge of honor or trying to push or, or anything. It's just an observation that this is, this is a long game. This is a long game. This is not something that is going to be changed or fixed overnight. And there's a lot of work to do. And we all have to show up in our own way to make a difference and make an impact because there's a lot of work to do. There really is. And I want to make a difference and make an impact. That means that I choose to show up to help others, which means I have to fill my own cup first so that there is something left in order to, from the overflow to feed others and to create an impact. Sometimes that might require us to be more self-compassionate with ourselves, to give ourselves more grace, to give ourselves more space and allow ourselves to feel the emotions that we've been feeling this year in order to move through them. It's okay if you're having a time and it's that you're feeling so low and frustrated with where the world is at, or you are celebrating this Christmas alone. I'm, I just, I send you lots of love. This is such a challenging time. I know it is. And we have more work to do. We absolutely have more work to do. Um, when I was in, I believe I shared this, but when I was in the hospital and I had back surgery in October, was not on the radar beginning of this year. Imagine the, and I didn't share with a lot of people what I was going through my gut. I knew it was something big because I just knew the symptoms I was feeling. And there were times it was really scary. And I think I just, I know that with my background, I was able to figure a lot of things out. But if I hadn't, I think things would have amped up sooner and earlier. And the reason I bring this up is there was a couple of moments in the hospital where I almost didn't make it. And I felt as though I wasn't going to make it. It was the most bizarre feeling. And my family doctor only just affirmed that later saying with some of my numbers and where things were at, it was a very scary time. And I remember honestly seeing myself in the bed and I was like, there's no way we're done. We're not done. You're not done. We have work to do. So that was something that I'm sharing with you now, because it was a very enlightening moment that I don't really know how to describe, but I know that we all have more work to do. And number 10, celebrate. We have to celebrate our wins. We have to celebrate what we've accomplished. We have to celebrate the growth that we've experienced. We have to celebrate what we have overcome this year. We have to celebrate the changes that we've made. Maybe realizing that we don't need half of the things that we think that we do, or we don't need different possessions. We don't need to have all of these gifts to celebrate Christmas. We don't need the things that we thought that we did. Some of these things are wins. 
I know this year was my 50th, my husband's 50th, and my birthday was the very beginning of COVID. And it was just this, everything was completely shut down. And I know we had talked about what we we're going to do for our 50th and where we were supposed to be. And that's not how it worked. And I remember at the time thinking, but that's okay because it's, it's all shut down. This is where we're at. He arranged a drive by. It was very early in the first two weeks of COVID. So I commend him for everything that he did. It was amazing. It was so much fun. And probably one of my favorite birthdays because, because people came out intentionally to say hi, to say happy birthday, to thank me, whatever that is. It just felt good because it was that personal connection. So there's a tangent, sorry. There, this was such a different and interesting year, but we have to celebrate our wins. And so when I look at where my life has come this past 12 months, I'm absolutely blown away from job loss to building a business solely online during a pandemic, going through months of excruciating back pain where some days I couldn't walk. And I know at that point, my surgeon had said that there would come a time that it would have impacted, completely impacted my ability to walk. So I didn't share that with the world was going on. And I know that's something I wish I could have been more vulnerable with, but I still walk the line sometimes between how do I show up and be real and not come across as whining because I needed that time and energy and space for me because I didn't really know how to process what was happening, but I'm going to celebrate myself. I'm going to say, I am going to celebrate myself. I've done that this year and I've done it during one of the most challenging years ever. And I've looked at it and went, Marcia, this is exactly where you're supposed to be. You can do this. You can do hard things. You absolutely can. So I will celebrate that. I would love to know what you were celebrating on, on yourself. A one thing, find one thing that you did this year that you were so proud of. If it's just that you showed up, if you connected more with people, if you listened to what you needed and you took time for you, whatever that is, celebrate yourself. Please celebrate yourself. I hope those went in order. I hope 10 came out. We'll see. You know what? I'm human. It's all good. I'm not about perfection. I used to be. I am so not. This was a longer episode for a Monday one. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for always being here and just for helping me to share and spread the message even further. I'm so grateful for you. In honor of this being the last two episodes of this year of 2020 and hitting number 200 in the episode, which is all a bunch of twos and zeros. So it's interesting. And I just want to say thank you. And what I am doing is I am giving back to you that there, the, I think the details are, if you can tag me on social media, share my posts, share a podcast episode, do it in your stories, tag me at Marsha Van W and also use the hashtag own your choices, own your life EP for episode 200. And also give me a rating and review. Send me that screenshot. There's ballots for all of those things. I've got it in my post. It's in the link is in the show notes and you have a chance to win a number of free books, as well as two impact calls that I'm doing two 30 minute impact calls that will be done over this, over the next couple of weeks. So I would love for you to be part of it. That's my chance of saying thank you to you for helping me to get to episode 200, which I didn't see when I first started. You know what? We don't always see the whole vision of where we want to go, but it's really important that we focus on our next step because our next step will get us there. 
So instead of focusing only on the end goal, think of the action steps that you need to do in order to get to be that version of what you are striving for. I believe in you. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for tuning in. I would love to know how this message lands and I would love to hear you celebrate your wins. Tag me on the social media and I will celebrate you. Have a great week as we come into the holiday time. One more episode to go for this for 2020. Thank you again. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.